You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on charity season of The Bachelorette and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 352. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. We got the winners from the Big D on today's podcast. That is Devin Wright and Alexis Fletcher. You saw them win the Big D last night. We're talking to them today to talk about everything that went down in Costa Rica. What does Devin really think of Dean? His answer might have set a record for longest time given for a one single answer. Um, we talk about their relationship pre-show, how long they've been together, what it was like out there in Costa Rica during the show. We talk about where they're at in their relationship now because the show was filmed two and a half years ago. You'll get that answer and much, much more coming up momentarily. I do want to say this about this interview you're about to hear with Devin and Alexis. I recorded this interview on Tuesday. I had seen the finale. They had not. So I stayed away from stuff that went detailed into what we saw in the episode last night because they hadn't seen it yet. However, um, there was a there was some miscommunication between myself and NBC Universal that set up the interview in terms of a time constraint. I wasn't made aware of it until after we had already started recording. We had to take a break. They had to go record another interview with another media outlet. Then they came back. Um, you, you don't hear that separation at all, obviously, because I just paused it and edited it all together. However, the second time I brought them back, I didn't realize I was under a, a time restraint as well. So I wasn't done with my questioning, and I'm... I hate the miscommunication because I feel like I didn't get to do the full interview that I wanted. Mainly the biggest thing. I mean, the biggest storyline all season regarding Devin was around his temper, how it played a role in their divorce. How has it been since filming? I never got around to any of that. And so when you listen and you maybe wonder how did reality Steve not ask him about his temper, I can tell you that it's because of a time constraint that was put on uh, this interview that I didn't know about until after we started recording. And while we were recording, NBC Universal was on the other line and basically hit me up with, you got five minutes left. And I was just about to ask the question regarding, we're going to get into his temper stuff. So I apologize. I just wanted to give everyone a heads up in case you ask that later on of, how did you not ask him about the biggest storyline surrounding him all season? Well, there's your answer. So I still think it's a very good interview. Uh, we cover a lot of things. And I think, you know, look, I, I've always said when I record interviews and this Thursday podcast, it's so much easier for me and it's so much better for me when the guests give long, thoughtful answers or just, or just really good answers and – as opposed to people who give really short answers and it's like pulling teeth to get them to answer a question. Devin and Alexis, as you'll hear, give very long answers. So it did cut into some of my questions, but I'm not going to fault them for that because the answers they gave I thought were really, really good. 
and really thoughtful. So it just the way the interview was going and then twice being put on a time constraint that I didn't know about until I started recording, coupled with long answers, there was a lot that we didn't get to in this interview outside of the temper thing. You know, I, we don't even really talk about any of the other couples outside of Dean. And we didn't even talk about Dean and Amber. It was just Dean never really get to talk about Casey and Ben or Ariel and um, Blair or Takur and Joe. I just, it was just as they were answering the questions and I realized where we were, I, it was just like, okay, we've, I've got to hit on our other things. So I just wanted to give everyone a heads up as uh, we head into this interview so you know. The Daily Roundup is also in your feed. came out a couple hours ago. Um, we talk a lot about Big Brother, uh, Temptation Island. The penultimate episode was last night, right before the Big D. Temptation Island, as I've mentioned to you, releases their episodes and their screeners to the media on Thursdays. So today I'm going to watch part two and how everything ends up with Vanessa and Roberto. The way that thing ended last night was kind of crazy. And then great in Paris and then Hall and Caitlin, which we know Hall and Caitlin clearly don't get back together on this thing, but uh, great in Paris don't know. And then the reunion show is also next week and that'll be released on the screener today as well. So I'll be able to watch everything. And then next week's podcast number 353 is going to be with one of these couples. I don't know who just yet, but it's going to be one of the Temptation Island couples. And then I can tell you that the following couple weeks are going to be with Casey from the Big D. Um, I mentioned to you that I've already recorded almost 90 minutes with her regarding her book, Cinderella Girl. Well, I still have to record everything that happened on the Big D with her, so... There's that that we have to do. So I'm going to split that up into two or else we're looking at a two and a half to three hour podcast. So probably break that up over two weeks, last week of August and first uh, for last Thursday in August and first Thursday in September. And then hopefully the week after that is going to be the one that I told you about three months ago where I told you it was somebody that I've always been interested in. I've never interviewed anybody. I never interviewed anybody from this particular reality show. And I reached out, and their PR person said, try me back in August, and we can do it then. And I emailed them, and it looks like we're nailing down a time soon, and I would run it on September, what, 14th. So it looks like, I mean, this is, in the six years that I've been doing this podcast, I know for a fact I've never had four weeks of podcasts booked out. Like the next four weeks, I already knew who I was doing. Hell, I don't even think I've ever even had it where I knew I knew I had three in a row. <laughs> so now, granted, none of them are recorded outside of Casey's 90-minute one where we talk about her book. But I, I already am in touch with Temptation Island for next week. They know I want one of the couples. So they, you know, this is the PR team. So they're, I, I would think they're going to come through for me. They always have. Casey will be the following two weeks. And then after that, the one uh, from a reality show that I've, Never had somebody on from. So looking forward to it. So that's that's your next four weeks in case you're interested in putting it in your calendar or whatever. Um, yeah, so today with Devin and Alexis. Next week, a couple from Temptation Island. Two weeks, uh, back-to-back weeks of Casey from the Big D. One talking about her time on the show 
and her personal life, another talking about her book and her backstory, which is fascinating. And then the week after that, like I said, the the surprise guest. It's you know, it's I'm not I keep saying surprise, I just don't want to jinx it. I, I have spoken to the PR person. They said they gave me a date and said, let's record this day. I just haven't gotten a time. So um but it's not like I, I hope I haven't been, you know, overhyping it. It's somebody that I'm excited to talk to. It's somebody, like I said, from a reality show I've never had anybody on from this show, and it's a show that I watch all the time. So, um, but I'm I'm looking forward to talking to them because they have an interesting story as well. So, anyway, just wanted to give you guys a heads up and know what's coming for the next four weeks. All right, let's get going. Podcast number three fifty two. All right, let's bring them in. Uh, they are the winning couple from last night's finale from the Big D on the USA Network. Alexis Nicole and Devin Wright, thank you guys for coming on. Hey, man. Thank you, Steve. We appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. So let's start off with this. Um, I don't think that there's, you know, the show does, uh, they have so many people to focus on. So we didn't really get a ton of backstory for your guys's backstory the main thing that they harped on and then they even when they brought your your mother on alexis was your mother played a big role uh in your demise of your marriage so before we get to that let's talk about you guys as a couple i want to know when you guys met how long you dated before you got married and then that kind of stuff so alexis why don't you fill us in how long have you known Devin? Is this a guy that you've known for a while and then he was friend zoned and then he became your your guy or what happened? How how did this all come about with Devin? Hi guys, Steve. So we met summertime. We went, yeah, I think it was like we met summertime. And one of my um friends, she was a model, and you know, Devin was a model at the time, and we were we were at like a club. And I remember seeing him and I was like, oh, my gosh, like, who is this guy? And so she was like, oh, like one of my friends kind of like him. So he's kind of off limits. So I was like, mm. I was not off limits <laughs> playing games with me. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> and, you know, I will say I'm usually a girl's girl, but like I saw like, you know, she was, you know, entertaining somebody else as well at the club. I'm like, OK, now she can't have both of them. She would have to share one of them. <laughs> and Devin ended up started dancing. And like then we ended up walking after the club, holding hands, talking. We took a picture together that night. Like it was so crazy. And I was it was like summertime, so I had to go back to school. So we did like texting for a little bit, but I went back to school. So then um, in December hit, and I was back home for winter break. And he was like, "Let me take you out on a date, and we should definitely like hang out." And I was like, "Sure." And so we ended up going on a couple dates together and like we were, and then we got snowed in together one day. Oh man, that was the worst one. That was the, one. <laughs> that was a good time. It was a good time, but that was the worst one. It Go ahead, Lex, my fault. Snow. It doesn't really like snow like that. <laughs> it never does. <laughs> so it was like, how am I like snowed in with this guy? And like, I don't really know him like that. But like, I feel like during those like couple of days of being like snowed in, Devin like cooked for me. He burned something, but you know, we, we, we oh no. No day. And like we were like we had no choice. That was like our little mini Costa Rica trip ourselves because we were like no choice get to know each other. And it was like really like fun then. And then, four days snowed in, man. Four days. Yeah, four days like kind of snowed in. And then um, what? I think we got we got married. Technically, well, we did our first trip to New York, 
And we I, we waited to have sex too. We did the right thing. We did the right thing. We waited. And then we got like, we went to the courthouse and we got like, went to courthouse and we signed like our paperwork. And it was kind of crazy because like afterwards, like we went, actually was it, it wasn't like before we went to, we went to a restaurant. We had some mimosas. And we went oh, to- I think we went to uh, one of the, it was this new restaurant that like was by the bridge that uh the Cooper River or the Ravenel Bridge. Yeah. And near the water. So, yeah. And we went to the courthouse and then they told us that we had to get it signed by like someone um, ordained. So we ended up like having to wait and have my aunt do it. But like literally after we got like married, we were we were like mimosa like lit, and then we were supposed to go to the movies. And we, <laughs> we ended up falling asleep in the car. <laughs> yo, she's not lying, yo. Like we were sleeping like passed out for like three and a half goddamn hours in the garage, like, and we missed the whole entire movie, all that shit. Like, <laughs> so what? Yes. So what year was this? How long ago was this? This was uh 20, 2018, right? Or 2017? 2018. It was 2018. Okay. And it was crazy. I'm so glad that we had to wait because in our minds, we thought we were married. Like, oh, we got married because we went to the courthouse. But I was like, oh, we have to actually have something like sign and or like have someone ordain, like sign the actual like certificate. So we weren't really officially married until on Devin's birthday, which is April 24th. And so crazy. Yeah. So that's when we actually like got officially married and we had like our own like little ceremony with like family and friends. But like it was just more um it was better than than just saying like yeah we signed the we went to the courthouse baby and then we got drunk and we went slept in the car parking lot okay not that so that happens and you're official in april of, of of 2018 and based on what the show told us you were married for about a year correct yeah okay so you're married for a year the biggest thing that was brought up numerous times was that Alexis's mom played, you know, a role in this uh, relationship. And, and Alexis, one of the, um, one of the interviews you did for, uh, for USA that was on their website was you even said my mom, your, your, your quote was my mom definitely meddled in our relationship. She was texting him rude, long messages. And it would get to the point where Devin and your mom would go back and forth messages, leaving voice messages and blocking each other. Uh, it would the conflict would even spill over in person, making things uncomfortable. So, where did it start? Did her did 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 your mother just think it was too soon for you guys? Did she just never you, warm up to well, Devin? What happened? You want me to speak on it, Lex? Uh, yeah, uh, go ahead, and I'm gonna come after you. Just to make sure. Honestly, honestly, you know, looking back at a lot of things, right? Let me just say this. I want to clear this. Lex has a good mom. She doesn't have a bad mom. Um, she, it's really just one of those things, you know, it's your youngest daughter. You've seen a lot of things, um, you've experienced. So it's kind of like you're tightly close to her, but at the same time, you got to allow her to like be herself. And obviously it's love. It's love that sometimes can be toxic. And like I said, like, she's not a bad person at all. Like she's, she's funny. She's a great She's a funny person to be around. You have family events because they do a lot of family stuff. Mm-hmm. So I just want to like clear that. Like she's a really, really fun person to be around. And even though Alex said like with the text and all that stuff, at the end of the day, like I love her mom. Like Frankie's a good person. Sometimes it's like it can be too much, you know, and it's just like, oh man, it's just overbearing. Like 
Me and Alexis can have a conversation. She could be upset to me. She could be upset about something that I did, but then her mom would say something, pitch it in, and then it will make a whole different, it will make something that's probably tiny bigger than what it was, you know? And then that turns into a, a scenario like, come on, like, it's really not that big of a deal. Like, it's a big deal because it obviously affects his Alexis, but it's not that, it's not that big of a deal. It's not something that we can't work out. And sometimes you have to allow us to figure things out for us because we're the one in the relationship and you have to allow us to grow, you know, for, in, in order for us to troubleshoot, we have to experience on our own. Sometimes it's good to have advice from like our parents. Like, you know, my mom and dad would give us advice and her mom would give us some good advice. So it's not, it's not like, it's not a bad, it's not bad advice, but sometimes you have to allow us to walk that bridge and build and literally walk across on our own. Even if we, we falter or we make a couple mistakes on the way, that's a relationship. That's a normal relationship. And we have to figure things out for us. That's going to work for us. So that's the, that's the way how I look at it. I mean, honestly, I'm able to look at that now because back then I wasn't able to look at it because like I said, man, I reacted. I could react a whole lot better than what I reacted mm-hmm. on a couple of situations and just maturing and just, you know, holding, holding yourself accountable, myself accountable and just seeing how the way I've done things in the past and to right now, like there are a lot of scenarios that I could have like changed that outcome. And sometimes when you don't have anything nice to say, you shouldn't even say it. So I can fault myself and I can leave it at that. I can definitely fault myself on how a lot of our outcomes happen and transpire. But at the end of the day, it's just, that's really what it, that's really what it is. It's like nothing bad about my mom. I don't want anyone to think, that she has this like miserable mom or any of that. Like she has a freaking great mom who's like going to be there for her when she needs her. And some people don't have that. And like that's the beauty of having a family and a mother who really cares. And that's just what it is. That's, that's how I had to get myself to like, kind of like understand that and see that because when you're speaking to your mom and your dad, they're giving you a whole different perspective on how, and you can't agree with every, you don't have to agree with everything, you know, yeah. That she does, but you have to also understand that's her baby girl. So she sees her baby girl cry or she gets rattled. The only thing she knows is protect her baby girl because that's her daughter. And that's just what it is at the end of the day. And my any mom, other parent would do the mom. same. My mom's definitely mama bear. And it's just like one of the things that I had to work on definitely during our marriage was like when Devin, like when we had our arguments, like I would tell my friends and family, like, oh my God, I cannot believe this happened. I'm a true Libra. Like I making decisions, like it's terrible for me. So I'm like, am I crazy? Or did I say this right? Or do you think, am I tripping? And so like, sometimes when you do that stuff, your friends, you can forgive that. You can forgive your partner, but your friends and family and definitely Frankie will not forgive them. That's true. It's like, my mom is just like, oh no. And you know, my mom, you know, she had one of my, um, her her last marriage you know it wasn't really so good with my um with her last marriage and so anger triggers her a lot like you know her last relationship her ex-husband abused her so being with being around men who are really angry like for my mom like she automatically like assumes like oh no like this is not it Alexis like I don't I, I don't see it I don't see this and so you know not saying she should have thrown that on Devin but I'm just saying like my mom to anger when it comes to me like she does not play about her baby bear and so I just you know even moving forward with like relationships even after our marriage like 
I had to just be very careful with saying certain things to like my mom and friends because like you have to remember like only two people in a relationship and it's not a village. So <laughs> I'm trying to paint a picture here. So would it be a situation where you and Devin would be at home, you'd get in some sort of argument, whether small or big, and then you know, like you said, you talk to your friends about it, you talk to your mother about it, but once you talk to your mom about it, she would then kind of butt in and text Devin about it without him even knowing, like, wait a second, why is your mom texting me about our fight? Yeah. Something yeah, like that? Yeah, 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 I'm not going to lie. That's kind of like, okay. that's kind of it. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of that situation. All right. <laughs> okay, yeah, I mean, I can see where, like, I understand, you know, um, Alexis, you, of course you're going to go to your mother and ask for advice or, well, you know, oh, we're kind of, you know, things are kind of rough right now, and Devin said this, or we did that, or I said this to him, and that kind of set him off. I guess the boundary was she she should have taken that information in and just relayed it back to you as opposed to telling yeah. De telling Devin what she thought of the situation. So, yeah, like Devin was married to both of us. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, that makes and sense. It's, it's tough. It's tough, Steve. It's tough. <laughs> it was tough. I hear you. And, and, and you know, when you had the uh, Zoom call uh, with Alexis's mom, I, 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 that's the sense that I got. And then because, you know, she was very vocal on it, she's like, look, I'm going to I'm going to speak my piece and I'm going to protect my daughter. And I get that. Um, but there also has to be, you know, kind of a boundary there. So you guys are married for yeah. a year. Um, you ultimately decide when you guys were married, were you living in Atlanta or were you living in Charleston with you? Dad? Where were you guys during your marriage? Oh, in Charleston. With in Charleston. Me. OK, definitely. Yeah, Charleston. OK, so you're in Charleston. So the the the. The marriage ends. You guys get divorced in, I'm assuming, 20, 2019 or so, or maybe it wasn't finalized until 2020, whatever the case may be. Alexis, did you immediately move back to Atlanta at that point? So when we were, like, married, like, in the state of South Carolina, once you are, like, going through a divorce, like, you have to be separated for a year. So we were married for a little bit over a year, really. But, like, some of the time was, like, kind of eaten up for our separation. But, like, me and Devin would still hang out. Like, we didn't really, like, separate. <laughs> like, we were supposed to separate. Yeah. But, like, I would be home. I, I, would, I went home first um, after our divorce. But I was still in school at the same time. So I was still in school um, and um, just traveling back and forth from school and home. Okay. So you were going back and forth between Atlanta and Charleston after the divorce. You guys were still kind of seeing each other i was still in charleston but i would have to go to i was still in school in south carolina so I would oh still in south be, carolina you were going to school okay sorry yeah okay so so you're going to school but you're still seeing each other after the divorce it wasn't like a complete never talking to you again we need six months apart never it was still you guys were finding time to hang out we see each other on and off try you know it's, it's one of those processes where you try to like you know when you break up yeah. And if there's an availability spot, you're just going to like pull up. Let's see. Let's see what happens here. And then, you know, you just never really <laughs> and never really you can never really get it together. Obviously, it's harder to do it because you're not in the same space and you're never going to really be in the same space due to obviously she's at school and I'm working and I'm traveling and I'm not there. So like when we did, we tried and it's just like I said, it was. It made things like it made things complicated to actually like figure things out because it's not enough time to do it. You know, it's obviously both people are like extremely busy. So I feel like that's pretty much it. When we weren't like in a relationship or we weren't as serious because like at the time, like when things are not like so much 
pressure on you. Like me and Devin would have like great times. Like we would go to clubs, like he would buy a bottle, I would buy a bottle, like we would travel and it would just be fun. It was no pressure. But then it's like, let's talk about relationship or let's talk about, you know, our marriage. It's like, hold up now. We, we're not on that right now. So I think like when things would ever try to get like serious, like it'd be like, um, well, this on my end, like, uh, like what's going on here? Like we would try, it just wouldn't like stick as, you know, well, because I feel like we still had unsolved issues in our marriage that we didn't really necessarily like talk about. It went from like hanging out to like divorce and then like partying and hanging out after, but not like really sitting and talking about like, you know, we just had a whole divorce. Like let's really sit down and talk about what happened. Okay. So what point did you move back to Atlanta? What year did you move back to Atlanta, Alexis? Well, I'm not from Atlanta at all. Like I, Atlanta, So um, I ended up going to Atlanta after, I'm trying to see, I, I, it was a year, was it in 2020? Yeah, 2020, COVID. Okay. I went to after school in 2020. And um, it was a whole, like, that's, I don't know if you saw like the whole, I don't know if I could talk about it, like the whole Twitter situation or like, the whole DM situation. When I was talking about, like, I had like a, my last situation was like pretty abusive. And so I couldn't finish my, couldn't, I couldn't, because of like, it happened on campus, I couldn't finish my um, semester online. I mean, on, on campus, I had to do online. So I ended up with COVID hitting too. I was like, okay, I'm going to go to Atlanta and finish it out. And um, I ended up just staying in Atlanta, like after the whole COVID situation, I got into HR and talent acquisition and it just stuck with me then after that. Gotcha. Okay. And I think the Twitter, I think the Twitter situation you're talking about is, I think it's, it's, it's regarding Dean when he made, was making his comments that were very misogynistic and very sexist and how it meant like that whole thing. And then you brought up that you were formerly in a, you know, abusive relationship. Is that what you were talking about or is that okay yeah it was yeah it was crazy about all that too man it's um you know like when we were we were divorced obviously you know this is the thing man like uh to lex's case obviously this doesn't get talked about you know on the show right but uh, abuse is a real thing right in this world like it it, it is not just females get abused males do too right but it's not about that right now it's about her obviously um you know you know the way how I found out about that whole entire situation, right? It's so crazy. Like I said, we had a, we weren't really talking like that, but you know, it's my first wife, so it really doesn't matter. Like, casually, we would text every now and then. We check on each other. It is what it is. You know, it is what it is. And um, I remember I was going to a concert, um, and uh, Chris Brown concert, and I was actually, you know, on a date. So I was up in Atlanta, and uh, something freaking told me to just like check in on her. Because I felt it like in my spirit, like something was wrong. I'm supposed to be enjoying the concert, you know, with this girl that I'm with. And then I'm just like, something's telling me like, I need to give this person a call or just text. And you know what's crazy? I didn't text her until like, maybe like two days later, right? And she didn't tell me what was going on, but our conversation was just weird. And then, you know, like, I think it was like a few months later, um, she came into Charleston and like we we hanged out and uh, I was actually at like her mom's house and all of us were together or whatnot. We were chilling and 
I happened to see the picture on her phone. I was like, yo, when the hell did that happen? Like, what the hell happened to you? And like, I was just blown away. I was so sad because I'm like, for me, like for any man, I'm sorry, like for any man, you just want to, regardless if you have a divorce or you separate, whatever the case is, you never want to see the person who you've been with be abused and just to see her, like the pictures were, they were bad. Like, I'm not going to sit there and lie. Like they were so bad that I felt like I failed. You know what I'm saying? Like, because it's like, mm. I want her to be able to always text me at any kind of occasion. If, it, if she ever feels she's in danger or she really needs help. And I, you know, if, if I'm able to do it, God willing, I'll be there to protect her and help her. Like, that's just, that's real love for me. Like, just because we're separated doesn't mean I don't love you. You know what I'm saying? Just because we're divorced doesn't mean I don't love you. And that really hurt me on that situation to like actually see that. And it happened during the time when I was up there in Atlanta and something told me to text her. And I texted her like two days later. And then the conversation was just, you know, how you just had that weird feeling. It was just a weird feeling. And a couple months later, this is what happened. You know, the guy who she's talking to at the time abused her. And like, you know, that was a really, really bad situation. So Everything that happened, obviously in the pool, you don't get to see it all. You know, with the Dean situation is, it was kind of portrayed, like, I guess they try to portray it like I was, maybe Devin, like, hit you or abused you. Like, no, I've never put yeah. my hand on Alexis my entire life. I've never put my hand on any woman. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been raised by two parents, you know? And I've never had, I, thank God I never had to see that. You know what I'm saying? I never had to see that. And I can give my parents and my brothers also credit for this. You know, like I've never had to see that type of abuse up front, which I've seen abuse, but I never had to see that for me to like take on those type of traits. And like I can admit and say like where my flaws are, obviously, like having temperament and being, you know, short tempered sometimes. That's all deal. That's all due to a trial, like childhood trauma, obviously. But with that situation, what makes it weird is that they didn't show it all. And nothing against production because I love them. I love those guys, obviously. But people kind of get blindsided because they don't know the severity of that conversation. So when Dean actually had the conversation of him talking about men need love too, which is it's I don't disagree with that, but it it's wasn't but 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 for, but but yeah, but for that moment, it's it's not right. It's like you're gaslighting and you're deflecting her moment where we're talking about she's you're blaming you're putting an accusation on me she's like dev has never never hit her he's never done any of that and i'm also coming in defense so i'm like what the hell like if you see my facial expression they showed a little bit i'm like what the hell is going on yeah this is the reason why i had the what the hell facial expression because it's like what and then it switches it switches once it's clarified by alexis saying like devin's never did that the guy who the guy after me and devin split is the guy that beat me up or whatnot and uh, so then now he's like, well, what do you do to to make that happen? Yeah. So, so, you know, you know about that. That's what that situation. It's tough. You know what I'm saying? It's a tough situation. But I don't even think that was the right question to even ever ask. Like, oh, of course, not. you know, if, if you hear something like that, you just have to like you got to pause. You got to take a step back and worry about the person that was affected by that. And that's just what you do as a, just a man, as a woman, as a human. You take a step back and you say, man, this is bigger. This is bigger than any other pertaining issue. And the only thing you need to say is something in comfort. And obviously, you know, Dean didn't do that, you know. And maybe, maybe I'm not, I don't want to make excuses because there's a lot of people in the pool, obviously. 
It's a lot going on, but maybe he didn't hear it clearly. And sometimes you got to be a, a great listener more than a, a great Everyone speaker. Everyone cannot hear that clearly and not him. Come on. I mean, I, I'm oh, Lex, yeah, I mean, me and Lex, I'm just trying to like be a little, you know, Optimist. I'm trying to be a little, yeah, I'm just trying to be easy going, you know, but I'm just Honestly, saying, you know, Steve, when you watch the episode, do you see, I know what, oh, you said that they don't show about who voted per, um, per person, but I remember one of them, I don't know, if, I don't remember if it was Amber or Dean, one of them asked, I mean, has Devin ever hit you before or abused you before? <laughs> and I was just like, it was by surprise when they asked that, but, um, um, yeah, so anyway, that's just like the whole pool situation. A lot of people from cast, like, I don't remember that conversation. It's just weird that he's like, um, like acting like that never happens. Even his like trolls in the comments on yeah. I is just so overbearing. I'm like, oh my god, like, well, it's what just is it's it's about it. I mean, that's just an inappropriate thing to hear when you hear that somebody got assaulted or abused. You don't ask, well, what did you do to deserve yeah. it? That's just awful. Like, nope. And he Nobody kept doubling down on it. It's a, yeah. It's yeah, kept doubling yeah. down on it. I'm just like, okay, this is, this is too much. So I wanted to talk about, we, we, we've established where we are in the relationship now, about a year after you guys. Um, I think a lot of people, at least ones that have listened to me are very aware that the big D filmed back in March of 2021. I mean, it's been two and a half years since you guys yeah, filmed man. this show, remember it was supposed to be on TBS and then it got pulled just about two or three months beforehand. And it was just like, this is crazy. So we didn't know if it was going to get picked up. It finally did. And it airs, but it's been two and a half years. So you guys are about, I don't know, I guess a year, year and a half from your divorce. I guess, Devin, you answer this question. Exactly. How did you guys end up on this show? Was it a random, you know, casting director looking for a divorce couple? How did, how did it happen for you guys? Oh my God, dude. Um, so actually I was at work, man. Um, and Lex gave me a rant. First it was a random text. She was like, look, um, I did a, I put an application for us to do this reality, reality TV show. Uh, someone's going to contact you soon. Now in my mind, I'm just like, no one's going to contact me. I don't even believe it. It's not even going to happen. Um, or whatever. And then obviously someone actually did like contact me. So then now I'm like, holy shit, what the hell is going on? Like, so doing going going through that process, I did whatever they told me that I needed to do. I guess I blew the interview out the water. Uh, <laughs> and then now I'm still sitting in there. I'm just like, this shit, this shit's not about to happen. It's not gonna happen. I'm not even worried. And then it's a few months later, before I know it, I'm already like maybe like five or six interviews in and then I get the call that, Hey, we want you to come down to uh, Costa Rica to film, you know, the big D. Are you still down to do that? And, and keeping in mind, I'm like, what? Like, there's no way the hell this shit is really happening. Like, no. So then, you know, I text Alexis and I'm like, Lex, did you get a call? And she's like, yes, yes. I got the call. Like, so then, you know, obviously I didn't even know what the hell we signed up for. You know, I did not know it was like this. I did not know that at all. I really thought it was like, honestly, this isn't about to happen. And then obviously we get the coast. When I got to Costa Rica, you know, when I got there, I got off the plane. I had a person with my, uh, they had, they had my name on a piece of paper. I'm not even going to lie. I'm just going to tell you what was going through my mind. I gave out my, uh, my address. I did text Alexis. I was like, listen, I'd rather your flight be late 
then your flight be early. Let me find out and make sure this thing's real. So I, you know, I didn't know if it was actually real. And then all of a sudden, when I got to to the like resort, there was like no service there for a little minute until I got the Wi-Fi. And then I texted her and told her, "This it's real. It's real. It's a real thing." So yeah, man. Let me ask you this: the, I've talked to I've talked to contestants from other reality shows that were on the first season of a reality show. This is obviously the first season of the Big D. Was it explained to you exactly what kind of show you were going to be on? Like, hey, you are a divorce couple. There's going to be other divorce couples, and you're going to possibly either reconcile or date the other couples who have decided to split up. How was it approached to you of what show you were going to be doing, or did they keep it very vague? Um, Actually, they kept it kind of vague okay. in, a, in a sense, which I think led to like even more amusement. Yeah, Like, they, they were told that we would be able to, to like, there's going to be other singles there but i didn't know we didn't really know that there was going to be a lot of other divorced couples you see and then all of a sudden we get there and then now we find out and i think that was the best part honestly because i think like if you kind of told someone about hey you know you're going to have a chance to talk to other divorced people being that a lot of people look sometimes they look down on like people who are divorced and they treat it like it's different from friend and girlfriend and it's really not it's just a paperwork underneath the government um i don't think we possibly i don't think people would do it but being that the way how they did it i i just thought that process was actually really good they kept it kind of vague and then once we got there it's just like oh shit so this is what we're really about to do right now and it made it even more intensified like it made you like really like damn we gotta we gotta we gotta figure something out you know like i said i was free game lexus was free game and as you can see, a lot of other people, I think every other couple was pretty much free game. We just happened to like, hey, I I think I still like you way more than what the hell I thought. And I, I got a lot of love in the tank for you. So so if you're down to rekindle, I'm down to work out things. I don't think our problems are as big as everyone else's. So Right. So, yeah. so, Alexis, you said something in your last answer where you said you approached Devin and said, I filled out an application for us to go on the show. And one of the early moments of you guys – that I think a lot of people talked about was when you guys are in the kitchen and Alexis says to Devin, uh, she says to you, I, I'm paraphrasing her, but I think it was like, I, you said something effective. I'm still kind of in love with you. And Devin, you leaned in and said, you know, I knew you were, or I knew you, I knew you did. Or so I still love, you said, I still love you. And he said, I knew you yeah. did. So was this kind of in the back of your head, Alexis, was this whole process a way for you to, I don't know, not sneakily, but kind of start uh, burning the fire again with Devin. Or you just didn't know and you thought it would be a good show to try out and you guys were exes and you'd go on a show and see what happens. Or did you have some sort of, I don't know, master plan behind all this? Honestly, like I didn't have necessarily a master plan, but I just know that like when me and Devin like hang out, like it's always a good time and it's always fun. Mm -hmm. But like me and Devin, even when we we're married, like we tried counseling before, but he'd be like, Oh, he's a man, Alexis. So of course he's gonna side with you. So it was like, okay, like this is a good time, and like we'll we'll have a therapist that's gonna be there, and she's gonna be a woman, and she's gonna be able to But like, remember, we didn't know that though. We didn't yeah, know. Yeah, I know, that, but I'm just saying, like oh yeah. Just like in general, like I just knew like it when I saw the therapist, the, I knew that we we're going to have like something. I think like one thing about me, I read contracts, baby. And I knew that I said something about elimination. Mm -hmm. 
And I knew that something like, you know, that they were going to be like some kind of therapist. I knew that something like that. And so yeah, I no, 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 I don't think, no, they, remember, they didn't even, we didn't even find out that we had elimination until that day. Remember when we did the challenge? Well, it we said didn't that there was going to be a possible, uh, there's something, there's a clause that says like possible <clears throat> elimination on the, on the participation agreement. I, well, I would have to relook, but I could have sworn no one knew because that, that, that's the reason why our reaction was so freaking crazy after we did that, you know, the challenge. And I went on the first date with uh, Julian. And then all of a sudden they dropped the news like, oh, yeah, and then it's going to be elimination. So couples that went are safe. So, I, I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, like, I mean, it's like in the event of a um, in the event of elimination, it's, it's not it's like flat out says elimination, but it says something like in the event of elimination, you know, something, something. But um, it was a no mastermind behind it, I would say. Like, it was more like, you know, other people are going to be divorced. Like, let's see what happens. And I know that whenever we're together, like, we have a good time. I was the youngest person on cast. Mm. In cast, I wasn't expecting, you know, I don't know what I was expecting, honestly. But I was just like, okay, this should be interesting. So and here's my my next one. How soon into filming would you say, okay, not that I'm not attracted to anyone here or uh, I would never date anybody here, but how soon into filming were you like, okay, you know what? This is going to be more about Alexis and Devin and not about us dating other people because Alexis, you never went on a date with, with anybody else. Um, you know, Devin, you mentioned, did you? I mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, David, David. Okay. So it was more like a friend vibe than anything. So at what point in filming was it, a week, two weeks into filming where you're just like, okay, we're going to be one of the couples that works on us and not date around. Um, I don't know because I know that, you know, um, then was still like, you know, having conversations with other people and like, and that's not like, that's when I realized I'm like, okay, like this man's really having conversations with other people. Is he really doing that? <laughs> And it made oh, me like, like, what, what am I doing, Alexis? Calm down. We're not doing that. But it was just like, I don't know. It was like weird because like me and Devin have gone through like a lot of like even like some serious stuff together. So it was still weird to like see him like talk to other people in front of me, even though like we're from the same city. But I've never even I've never even like bumped into like Devin like out with someone before. Like it was just really weird. We don't have kids, so we're not like you know forced to be in like in the same facility and be around each other. So it's like the different to seeing like someone who you potentially been married, who you've been married to. And they're just like out, like talking with someone like, what are you doing? Steve, in other words, you know, it was, uh, let me keep it size. (laughs) You know, I came there, like I said, man, I came there to party and mingle. I did exactly that. But I never, ever, ever opened, I never closed the door on us because I left a crack open just in case she, you know, she, she, she tells me she still loves me and she would like to give us a try. And, you know, I left the ball in her court and she elaborated on me, you know, Hey, look, honestly, I'm gonna be real. Like you could, you could do whatever you want with it but I'm going to pit my feelings out here and I'm just going to let you know how I feel about you and you can do whatever you want with it. And as a man, you know, you just make a decision. 
when you make that decision, you got to stand on it. And that's just what I did. I stand on it. And I was like, you know, man, that's part of the reason why with the, the date with Angelique, that we didn't even you see, like, this is the thing. People didn't even get the chance to see our conversation. Like the, I want to say like we had like prior before, like, like she said, I was, you know, engaging and talking to other girls in the house or whatnot. And, uh, you know, we just had a real, a really, really in-depth conversation. And sometimes, you know, man, you, you got to put your pride, you got to put your pride and ego aside and you just got to realize what you really like. And like Angelique is beautiful. She's awesome. By the way, like that's my homie, man. She's a good, 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 good girl. Um, so like prior to that date, and it was just so crazy that they came up with the date that I was supposed to take Alexis on, you know? Yeah. And I'm just like, damn. And then I just had this crazy conversation with her. And I'm just like, damn. I go horseback riding on the freaking beach and I was supposed to get around and do this to her during the time we we're married. I never actually got around to it. I put it to the side. I worked and just never got around to it. Just, you know, and that's my selfishness. And I was just like, there's no way in the hell I'm going to go do that. You know, this time around, I'm just not going to do that. I'm not going to pit my, I'm not going to do, I'm not just going to pit myself first. I'm just going to say, bump it. I'm going to pit everything on the line. And if I can't do it with her, then I just won't experience it at all. It's all right. And I'll, I'll live with that. And it's really due to our conversation that we had like the night, the night before, like the night prior before that challenge. I never knew that would happen. And then the challenge happens to be something extremely like romantic, but definitely something that we had bucket list, but something that was on her bucket list for us to do. And I just never got around to it. So, well, I, yeah, I got to compliment you for that. Cause that was a great gesture on your part. I think the audience loved that. The fact that you just said, look, I, I and it wouldn't have been, you know, not that, you know, like you said, Angelique's not a great woman, but it just wouldn't have been the same going with her versus. No, it wouldn't, woman. it wouldn't, it wouldn't, man. It's just sometimes you like you experience things with like certain, like you get in a relationship with somebody Relationships are all about like the experiences you can have. Forget the negative, the negative experiences. Like it's just that's just focus on the positive, right? We have a lot of positive moments, you know. Even you have your negative moments, but there's a lot of positive moments in our like in our relationship. And when you experience things, sometimes you you kind of like that you kind of like want to experience with the person who you've had the most fun with. And sometimes in life, if you don't get the chance to experience that. You can kind of like say, man, you know what, man, I didn't really, I would rather experience that with that person. And I'm not saying I wouldn't enjoy myself on that date with Angelique because she's funny as hell, you know, and I'm funny. Um, <laughs> but it's just the vibe that I would want to have, like what at the end of the date, I would want to have that with Alexis. And, you know, and that's just me being me. I couldn't fake that or like at all. I couldn't fake that feeling. I would go on that date and I would be thinking about Alexis and that's nowhere around that. Like I would literally be on that date and I would be thinking about her. So yeah, man, it's just, I would rather have that experience with her and yeah, I'm not mad about it at all. So it's cool. Yeah, no, that was a, that was a great gesture on your part. You know, Alexis, you had mentioned about being in the same city and never even seen Devin out with anybody. So you guys, you guys had a different experience out in Costa Rica than, than other couples did. How would you? I'm just kidding. Curiosity. Now, obviously, this is a hypothetical. How would you have handled it if your relationship with Devin on the island went like Ben and Angelique's, where Ben had a really hard time watching Angelique, you know, 
sleep in the same bed with David at night, make out in the pool all day long. Like I understand as a viewer, we want to see like, Oh, we want to see these moments and the drama moments, but you know, I'm not Ben and I wasn't married to Angelique for 14 years. Like I, I gotta believe, and obviously know he was telling the truth. It's gotta be tough to watch no matter how long you were married for you guys. One year, Ben and Angelique, 14 years. It doesn't matter. Watching your ex, someone that you were married to, not just some ex from high school or a fling or a one night stand, someone that you were married to date someone in front of your face. It couldn't have been easy. I, 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 I feel for Ben. They, it seems like Ben and Angelique have a great relationship and, and good for them. But it's still probably I mean, Ben made it known it wasn't easy for him to watch her. And that's they had that talk on the beach. What would it have yeah. been like for you to see Devin? carry on a relationship with I'm not going to name any of the women but any one of those women and do what Angelique was doing with David if you saw Devin in a relationship with someone like that would you have been able to handle that honestly I have no idea I just feel like you know me there's a like Devin was a lot of first for me for a lot of things Mm -hmm. and I feel like I would have been I don't, I really, I really can't, I really cannot speak on it because I have no idea until like you're put in that position. Yeah. Because like I have never, I've never seen Devin with anyone else. Like even like I, Devin doesn't even post on social media like that. So I've never even seen him, like even after I divorced, like him posted up with someone or him, a girl posting him in the story. Like I have never got to witness that. Even like now, like I have never seen that ever. So it's like, I know that he's probably seen, you know, like, you know, I've been in relationships after Devin. I've like posted my significant other on my story, but like I have never, ever in my life have seen Devin with another woman before. Because real G's moving silent like the <laughs> G in lasagna, right? That's why. You said you almost sound like nah, Dean. You, I'm almost, just, you almost sound like Dean here, Devin. You, you see that, right? Okay, man, I'm getting good. You sounded man. like him. I'm getting good. But nah, like uh I'm a I I like to to Lex's credit, yeah, I'm definitely like a very private person. Um like I have no problem with PDA, but I don't really like to do all that stuff and put everything out in the public. Uh so this is new to me too. So it's like, you know, you gotta be this is me coming out of my comfort zone and having to like showcase all this stuff and what's happening in my small world, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so I can understand. I can understand where she's coming from, and I'm not gonna lie. Like, obviously, I'm. I wouldn't be mad if you know, like, she further a relationship with one of the guys in the house. But I will definitely tell you, like, there will definitely be a little bit of jealousy there, and that's just me striking my insecurity. My insecurity may get the best of me because you know, you you you. I've never been pit in that situation, so I don't really know how to react. To it, so uh, yeah, I, w- I would have to be in in that space to like figure that out. But if 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 the shoes were on the other side of the foot, I can definitely understand her too. Like, I possibly would be, you know, slightly jealous. But at the end of the day, you can't let jealousy uh, take over how the way you tr- you still feel about the person. If you love that person, you know, you support them regardless if they're with you or not. You just want the best for them. So yeah, so- I can understand a hundred percent what she's saying. I agree with it. I just I just brought him up briefly, so let's get to it. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Dean. And um, clearly, he was the one guy in the house that, for whatever reason, 
<laughs> it seemed like he had it out for you because all of your arguments with Dean seemed to be started by him. Like he was the instigator. He was the one just poking you and poking you and poking. And I, I didn't, you know, I, I didn't understand it. I didn't, I still to this day don't get it. I, maybe he was just trying to play a character on TV. I don't know. But that's what I think. Okay. So to know. the audience, where, um, I guess give us your thoughts on Dean in the house and let us know where you stand with Dean now. If you guys have, I don't know, maybe you guys so, have cleared stuff up post-show. So, I don't know. So, so honestly, right. Um, me and Dean actually were pretty cool. Like when we obviously in the beginning, we were actually pretty cool. I'm not even going to sit there and like lie. We had conversations where, you know, he was talking about how he, I think his grandmother passed or whatnot. I want to say from cancer and I lost uh, my brother to muscular dystrophy or whatnot. And, you know, we kind of relate on some of those type of traumas, you know what I'm saying? And like different experiences and whatnot. And I'm not going to lie. What I think what create the friction in between me and Dean's, like, I guess our friendship at the time, I think it, it everything really happened. I want to say either was that I'm trying to be, I'm trying to remember everything. I want to say it was that night after, uh, DD and Takor got into it, and I think Takor just had his, you know, he just finally broke down. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, matter of fact, it was because I took Alexis to her room. Because listen, we were turned, she was turned. I'm not even gonna lie, she was turned, <laughs> she was lit. And I was like, you know, one thing I'm not gonna do, I'm not gonna let my baby fall in no damn pool while she's drunk. <laughs> I'm gonna take her to the room and let her lay down, and you know. Dealing with her when she's drunk is it's a it's a whole lot. Can you go get me some water? So I went to the kitchen. I heard all this noise going on, and I'm trying to figure out what the hell is going on. So I went to go get the water. I bring it back to Alexis. And by the time I bring it back to her, she's already dead dead asleep. So now I'm laying in the bed, and I'm trying to figure out what's going on. You know, Takor and uh, Casey are like exchanging, and they're they're grilling each other at this point. And you know, as a man. You never want to see these type of altercations happen. And I just believe like, hey, you know, the best thing to do, someone has to defuse this. Like some people just wouldn't want to get involved, but it's a young lady and it's a it's, it's a man. And Takor is like going through a lot, man. You got to people got to put, put this into account, too. It's like it's not easy for everyone to deal with divorce and see their ex moving on to someone else in front of them. And uh, so obviously he's dealing with a lot and Casey's dealing with her stuff, but she was good. You know, it just triggered her because her and uh, DD, you know, they're like good friends. You know, obviously they, all the girls pretty much had a sisterhood at, at, at that point in time. Mm-hmm. So I come in the kitchen and the only thing I wanted to do was de-escalate the whole situation. Uh, then Dean was there and Blair was there. And what I did was just remove Casey from the kitchen. I was like, yo, Casey, come with me. Removed her from the kitchen. We went in the back by the work, the gym area and I talked to her. She was so upset. You know, Casey was like, oh, I just want to leave. You know, I'm just, I don't want to be here, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, you know, she's like, well, it's with Takor or whatnot. And I said, Takor is going through a lot, you know, and I'm not making excuses for him, but he's going through a lot. And we all got to be patient at some point in time. I understand some people's patient is different and I understand she's just, she's a, she, she's for the girls. That's just what it is. And it's nothing wrong with that. She didn't do anything wrong. I just didn't want her to be in this, in that space because 
obviously he's had drinks and I would not, I'm not going to say he would ever hit a girl or whatnot or what, or anything, because I don't believe any of that. Like I get, I got to know the brother. He's, he's a pretty cool dude, man. I'm just, I know despite everything we see on TV or whatnot, he's been putting in the work, you know, on himself. Right. And just at that time, I just thought it would be better just to remove her from that situation. And then, you know, Dean came in and then at that time it was, you know how Dean is, man. If you see Dean, like that's just Dean. Dean came in and all of a sudden he just pitches two cents, which I don't have an issue with. I just feel like if you wanted to do that, you could have already had done that. You could have removed this young lady from this altercation that she's having. And then you could have like give her the words of encouragement or anything to boost her confidence. You could have done that, but you didn't do that. And you didn't feel the need to do that at the time because it didn't matter to you. You know, you're just looking around instead of making the move that any other man would do. You just make the move. You don't think about it like, hey, move the young lady from the situation. And that's when we, I was like, yo, I just told him, like, bro, you need to back up, bro. Like, you're just doing too much. Like, why are you doing all this shit? Like, you're just doing way too much. And from that point on, I know it rubbed him differently. And I'm not going to lie. Like, I possibly could have, like, been a little more calmer on that, on, on that approach. But I just felt like, you know, it's kind of fake at that point. Like, no, man, you don't like you could have already done this, bro. Like, Casey's crying right now, man. She don't want to hear all that, man. Like, you're telling her the wrong stuff. She needs to go in her room, go to sleep. And we just reset tomorrow. So after that, you know, that's where a lot of the, the the stuff basically began. And ever since then, you know, it was just like, and then, you know, it's crazy. We actually, like, I actually apologized to him like the next morning, even like we had a conversation, we apologized or whatnot. And it's on a lot of occurrences that we actually like apologize. But it, man, it, it gets to a point where it's just like, okay, you know what? I don't really care about the apology no more. I just ready to move on from the situation because I don't understand why you're like saying all this crazy shit towards me or why you're saying this to Alexis and us. And at that point, I don't want to call anybody a hater, but from the viewer's side of point, you know, the viewer's point of view, they're probably looking at it like, yo, bro, you're hating for no for no given reason. Whatever reason it is, whatever I did to make you hate on me, man, I if I can change that, I would definitely change it. And if there's some type of understanding that people need to understand, I would definitely elaborate on it so people can understand what's going on. I just don't, I honestly don't know. I just believe, you know, maybe he was like heightening his role for what he's trying to do right now. And I, I a hundred percent get that. Like everyone wants the opportunity outside of uh, the show, regardless of whatever happens. And I, I get that, but it's a time and a place for everything. And Sometimes you can just be doing too much. And when you do too much, man, everybody ain't, ain't in the mood for somebody who does too much. And that's what that's just what I think of him sometimes. I just think he does way too much. Yeah. But we haven't actually, like, outside of... And what's crazy is, like, we had the elimination after elimination. Um, this is like the... I want to say this is either that night at the end of elimination or either a day after, because I know we had to do... We stick... Our flights were, like, later... Or no, no. Matter of fact, it was the like the later that night after elimination or whatnot. I had to go to a confessional, and he, like you know, we actually talked about like uh, some stuff, man. And um, I kind of just wish we had the chance to looking back on everything. I wish I wish I did gave the chance to like sit on camera and just in in everything, so people can understand that I don't have any. I don't hate anybody. I don't promote violence. 
I don't want to promote that. And I dang sure don't want to promote two men, you know, two men going at it. And I don't want to, I don't even want to fit the stereotype of two black, black men arguing. I don't even want to fit, fit that or anything like that. So that's something that I, I have regrets on, you know, I have regrets on, on that part. And I just wish we had the chance to actually sit down in front of the camera now and kind of like diffuse that so we can have, so people can look back and understand that, man, this shit's really not that deep. It's really not that serious. Like, you know, it's a whole lot of positivity like we can be promoting out here. We don't need to be promoting the drama, but you know, that's just one of my regrets. And I just wish uh, I had the chance to um, do kind of do things a little bit differently. What, what about, and, what about post-show? Have you, are you and Dean, have you ever made up post-show? Have you had conversations with him in the two and a half years since filming ended? No, or, you no, know, just moved on. You know, what's crazy is my phone got freaking destroyed. I'm not even gonna lie. Like my phone got destroyed. Like this is so crazy. Let, let's know about this. Like during the time when we were all celebrating, um, my phone like flew, flew out my hand and it hit the damn rocks and the whole phone got destroyed. <laughs> I'm not even lying. I'm not even lying. When everybody else had videos for Costa Rica, Dude, I hardly have any. I hardly have any BTSs. I have any. Like, I have, I barely have any. So I, I had his number during the time and whatnot. Um, and I had his number during the time on that cell phone. But obviously, like I said, my phone was nowhere where I can, like, even get it to work or anything like that. Um, so we, we haven't had the chance to talk post-show and uh, discuss the differences. The only thing we did do, like I said, like, we, we had a talk about us like having this talk again, but we never, never we've never done that, you know? Yeah. And I'm open, I'm open to do it, but I just believe like one thing before I even do that, I believe like, honestly, I want him to like, I don't believe he promotes, you know, domestic violence or anything like that. I just believe he should clear that and understand Alexis's side on that. And it's, it's like, you know, I just want him to understand that, look, this is a real thing that happened with her. And I believe he should like really take the time to kind of like reconcile on that. And I, I would say apologize on that. Like yeah. that's, that's something that's that happened. I don't see it happening. Like even like the whole like comment on Instagram, he commented after mine saying like, I like that didn't happen. Like you're reaching, like you're reaching, trying to get clout from the show. Yeah. How can I get clout from a show that I won? I'm so confused. Yeah. Like multiple people, even like, you know, a good, you know, I saw a person that's yeah, crazy, man. Good on the show. She's a really good supporter and I, I, she's a ride or die for all cast members. And she brought up, she made up a good point. She was like, how can it like, even like Angelique and Casey has spoken up about it. Like this has happened. Like I, there's no way all of us are just saying like, Oh, everyone's just making it. Everyone like just was like, Oh yeah, let's all say that this happened. And it never happened. Like, there's no way. There's too many people from cat. You know, too many people have like supportive things. What I've said in the story yeah. for them to for him to completely deny it is wow to me. I even like you know I haven't really talked to Amber as much, but I talked to Amber not too long ago. Like in the DMs, I haven't responded back. I'm re I'm really bad with DMs. Like I am bad texter. I'm bad at responding. But I even like brought it up to her, and she was like, "Yeah, it was kind of crazy." And we we're talking about something else. But at least like her acknowledging like, yeah, like that happened. Like, oh, yeah, I remember that convo. That was crazy. It's like, OK, that's enough. Like, you know, even your ex-wife has, you know, said like, oh, yeah, I remember that. That convo was crazy. Like, 
I don't get like how much proof can I get from that conversation? Like, dude, like you said what you said. It just hurts, you know. The whole situation hurts in itself. Like, I still like every now and then when people yell at me or something like that, I'm still traumatized from my ex situation. So it just really hurts to, for someone to sit there and still invalidate, like, oh, like what happened? And then you're still saying, like, oh, I'm lying about what you said. No, you said what you said. Even if, like, I'm the person, like, I'm a forgive and forget person as a Christian. You could just tell me, look, Alexis, you know, I said what I said. And I'm sorry that I said it. And I would like give you a hug and be like, thank you for acknowledging me. And that's it. Or acknowledging my hurt. But the fact that he's still like ongoing and saying that I'm using it for a clout, that just really hurts me. Yeah. I think, um, you know, the viewers saw it. Uh, the viewers are well aware um, of plenty of people were saw how Dean acted, the things that he said, the way he acted towards uh, women on the show. He, he really does seem to have. Uh, an issue with women and we could talk about that until until the cows come home but I wanted to I wanted to wrap up with this obviously you are the you are the winning couple of this show you won fifty thousand dollars but um as we know the show was two and a half years ago so Alexis why don't you start and just tell everybody um where you're at with Devin now what's your relationship status with you guys what happened post show and just kind of kind of fast forward through the last two and a half years to when filming ended, maybe what you did with the money and then where you're at right now. Yeah. Okay. So definitely. So when we like got the money, we right after the show, we ended up moving together in Charleston. And even though I worked in Atlanta, it was like a lot that was put onto us. Like we, like I said, you're vacationing in Costa Rica for 10 weeks, having a responsibility. And then like, we still had like, you know, on that high of vacation to where I'm like, yeah, like, of course I'm going to Charleston with you. Like, girl, you have a whole job in Atlanta. Like, what are you talking about? But like me having to, you know, move to Charleston and then traveling back and forth from Atlanta was a bit much for me. And, um, you know, real things, real family, you know, we're, we're a Kindle couple. People are still asking, like, is this right? Like, are you sure? Remember this? Remember that? Like, it's a lot more, you know, hands like put into it. And I feel like, you know, even sitting back and watching the show now, it's like, oh, my God, like, hey, you know, it's like reliving like good memories. And um, I just think like, you know, right after the show, we kind of like moved too fast as far as like, you know, slapping ourselves into moving in together and and actually having responsibilities and bills and whatnot. I mean, with the with the money from the show, I definitely was able to like pay bills off and you know, help with our moving process and everything like that. Um, but um, like post show, I'm trying to see like, you know, we I ended up like having to move back to Atlanta for my job and I had to be more on site and stuff like that. And that definitely like did like a toll on us as far as like, you know, long distance. Like me, I'm pretty like set in like where I want to be as far as like in Atlanta. And Devin's kind of more set in where he wants to be in Charleston. I think that's another like obstacle that's for us. Um, you know, post-show, um, I don't know, I would say like most of my money like came just for moving and bills and whatnot. Yeah. And there was no extravagant, um, extravagant thing. I mean, I bought a Mercedes, but I mean, that's what I already had saved up on, honestly. And it was just like, okay, a down payment, add more to the down payment to make my payments cheaper. Great. But other than that, um, no, not really. I feel like, you know, um, I would say there wasn't anything crazy like that happened with me and Devin, like separating it right now and figuring our stuff out. 
Um, yeah, I would say. So Devin, so Devin, it's fair to say like you guys aren't together cause you're like you said, Alexis, you're in Atlanta right now, Devin, you're in Charleston. You guys aren't together, yeah, but we're not closing the door on it. No, it's the, it's a, to be continued, man. It's because we, you know, like I said, we, we still keep in contact. Uh, I don't want to like, I guess share too much, but you know, when she pulls up and she comes to the city, she knows what's up with me, man. And, um, I know what's up there. It's just the fact that like, like she said, man, with my job, the things that I'm doing, obviously, like I didn't, I haven't even spent my, I haven't really even spent my money that I want. Um, I just invested it. Um, but other than that, um, yeah, the door is, it's not, it's not closed. It's not, closed. it's not closed at all. So no, it's not closed. That's good to hear. Um, I mean, just wanted to say, you know, obviously thank you for the interview. Congratulations to you guys for winning the first season of the big D. I hope it works out. God, for you guys damn, in the future. we're winners. We won. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Oh my God. All right. So Devin, uh, Alexis, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Congratulations on the win and good luck to you guys uh, in the future. Yes, sir, man. We appreciate it, Steve. Thank you for having us, man. You got it. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks so much to Devin and Alexis for coming on. Really appreciate that. Congratulations on them winning the big D while they might not be, you know, officially like together. It looks like they are at least trying some things. They're not in the same city right now. So we don't really know what the future holds for them. As you heard Devin say, it's just like, hey, it's to be continued. And so um, they, you know, they gave it a try right after filming. She moved to, to Charleston, had to move back. So who knows where it's going to lead. But I think the good thing is they were able to conduct that interview uh, both together. It's not like I had to do it separately. Like in the past when I've had Temptation Island couples on that separated at the end of the show, I recorded them separately because they're, you know, they don't want to be on the same call together. And those two did. They clearly have a, a deep love for each other still. Devin was very complimentary of Alexis's mother. And you can tell that there's still a lot of love there. And so there's a possibility. Who knows what the future holds for those two. But I really appreciate them coming on and talking about their time on the show and just being very thoughtful in their answers. I hope you like this season of The Big D. We don't know if there's going to be a season two. Maybe there will be. Maybe there won't. But... Um, You'll be hearing from more people from the Big D, as I mentioned at the beginning. Casey's going to have a, a two-parter coming up uh, end of August and beginning of September, and then probably going to get some other ones on. I just don't know who yet. So anyway, uh, I hope you all liked that. Congratulations to them again, uh, Alexis and Devin, for for winning the 50000 and and then thank them for coming on the podcast and talking about their experience. So thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please follow an Apple podcast. Also, rate and review if you can. It's much appreciated. It certainly helps the podcast immensely. So thank you all for listening. And once again, on behalf of Devin Wright and Alexis Fletcher, I'm Reality Steve. I appreciate you listening, and I will talk to you tomorrow. See you!